0: Utah Wananabe just signed with the Suns. Most people don't know that name, Ryan, but I'll tell you what, that guy can shoot. 44% from three. The Suns filling out that roster with anybody they can at this point. I love it. Free agency will keep going throughout the show. We'll kind of just stay up with that. You know, something we were touching on yesterday, and that this is a market now that's just kind of popped up on BetMGM. The quarterback props, there are so many out there it's a plethora. Like, there is an endless amount of markets that you could look at for whether it's quarterbacks passing yards for the season or it's touchdown passes, like, all these things. And some of them are so, like, I don't know how you get to this point. Like, I think the one that really stood out to us yesterday was Deshaun Watson and that 25-and-a-half touchdowns. Like, we don't know. Like, you have no idea what he's going to be this year. You think it oversounds good with the weapons they have, but with, like, He's got to look more like the old Deshaun Watson to get there. But, man, there are a summon here. How about Geno Smith? 26 and a half. 26 and a half minus 110 both ways. This guy now is – it's just insane where Geno Smith has gone to what he did last year to now the respect that he's getting where there are people like we talked about with the NFC West,
1: right? There are people that like Seattle to win that division over the 49ers. Absolutely. The only thing that might scare me away from going over on Geno Smith He's got to stay healthy for a full season. I don't think there's mm-hmm. going to be a regression. I don't think Gino was ever this complete bust like everybody thought. I think Gino had his job broken, lost his job due to an injury, and then never got his job back. He's playing in an offense that's loaded with weapons. You know you draft j s n, maybe the best wide receiver out of Ohio State. You have dK Metcalf, who nobody could defend you know, and then you also now have a really solid run game. And that might be the only thing that scares me away is uh, you have two capable backs of going out for like 8 mm-hmm. to 10 touchdowns if Charbonnet ends up being the real deal. But I would go over on Geno, man. I think Seattle's going to be ridiculously good on the offensive side of the ball. I could see them averaging 26 to 28 points per game. I think Gino throws – I think the floor would be 28 touchdowns, 28 to 30 for him this wow. year. Uh, Tyler Lockett's still there. Uh, they're loaded with talent, man. It's just he has to stay healthy.
0: It's just wild to think this was a team that last year we talked about, right? They had the lowest win total going into the season, four and a half. Yeah. And then we saw Monday night football and the Russell Wilson game. Little did we know that Russell Wilson and the Broncos were going to be a complete and utter dumpster fire, but that was still a shocker to see that happen at the moment. And like Seattle's now clearly shown, like there's no rebuild thought for them. It's all about going for what they have. And I wonder if there is some sense of freedom there right? No more Russell Wilson. You don't have that big personality, annoying personality, like just one of the most just corny people that there is on social media. But now you've got somebody in Geno Smith wants to be there. This is his opportunity. It's about the whole team. Sometimes when a giant shadow is removed from a team, everybody else gets a little
1: light and everybody plays a little better. Yeah, man. I honestly thought that Pete Carroll might call it quits here in the next couple of years. Now he may never retire. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's rejuvenated. I mean, and let's be honest Pete Carroll has a huge ego, Russell Wilson has a huge ego. It was time for a divorce, and one of them had to go. It ends up being Russ, and it looks like Seattle made the right decision because, like I said, man, Pete looks rejuvenated. You fix up the defensive side of the ball in Seattle. Like you bring back Bobby Wagner. We talked about this last night. I really like Jordan Brooks, their inside linebacker. I'm so excited. For the first time since the Legion of Boom, I'm excited for that secondary with Witherspoon and with Tyreek Mm -hmm. Wolin. Hopefully, he's healthy to start the season. And then you look at the offensive side of the ball like we were just talking about, man. And, like, we didn't know if it was going to be Drew Locke or Geno Smith. Geno wins the job, never gives it back. And you have – maybe one of the better running games in the NFC. You have Kenneth Walker, who as a rookie was ridiculously good. And then you bring in Zach Charbonnet. You have DK. You have Tyler Lockett. You have Jackson Smith in the jig And I didn't even bring up the tight ends. You have Noah Fant and Will Disley. So you have big red zone targets there as well. Um, no wonder Pete's rejuvenated. And Seattle ended up being one of the more fun teams in the league when, yeah, I thought they, a lot of people thought they were going to be a 3-4 win team, tanking for the number one overall pick. And instead, they were uh, one of the better surprises in the National Football League. And I think now this year, you know, there might be a little bit too much hype. I don't know that they win the conference, win the division, San Francisco. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be, but they're still probably a 12-13 win team because of that defense and run game. You know who their
0: quarterback's going to be. You know who 49ers quarterback's going to be. Don't you play this game with me. You know it's Brock Purdy. Stop it.
1: So you know what's funny is somebody – I was having this conversation with somebody a couple weeks ago, and they're like, yeah, you have to go back to Purdy. You can't lose your job due to injury. And I was like, well, when you think about it, Jimmy Garoppolo kind of lost his job due to injury. Mm -hmm. Trey Lance lost his job due to injury. But I'm there with you because what did Purdy win, like 10 consecutive games, got you all the way to the NFC title game? They might beat Philadelphia in that game if Purdy stays healthy, or they just have anybody that could could complete a forward pass. I mean, Josh Johnson got run, and then, you know, they had no quarterback. Purdy had to play even though he couldn't throw a pass. So, uh, yeah, it probably will be Purdy. I don't think Seattle wins the conference, wins the division, but I do think they probably win 10 to 11 games, and I think they're going to be an over team all season long. They're going to be fun, man.
0: So on the other end of the spectrum with these quarterbacks, there's some really low touchdown totals, too. I want to see if we can find one that we'd still go under, even with how low it is. Justin Fields is 17 and a half. Kenny Pickett, 17 and a half. Mac Jones, 19 and a half. Desmond Ritter's all the way down at 15 and a half. Daniel Jones is 17 and a half. Those are all the touchdown totals right now that are under 20. Like, if I had to look at one, I mean... I almost, even though the number's really low, I'd almost go under 15 and a half with Desmond Ritter because they've got such a great run game. They may run the ball so much that he throws 13 touchdowns and five or six interceptions, and they really limit what he does in the passing game because they've got so many guys they can just hand the ball off to.
1: Yeah, man, and I love Drake London. I love Kyle Pitts. Mm -hmm. I want him to be this red zone, 10 touchdown per season, minimum Guy, and he just hasn't been that, unfortunately. Now, maybe that changes with Desmond Ritter in this offense. That's one I'm staying away because the number is so low, and they could just be so electric on the offensive side of the ball. But there's two I've actually played. All right? I went over on Justin Fields. I'm buying into the Justin Fields hype. I know he's still patting the ball. I know the mechanics this spring haven't looked great. But – They bring in D.J. Moore, and then you just look at the opposing defenses they're going to face. And if you look at this from a a fantasy standpoint, you know, as well, because I do have him in fantasy as well, like he gets the Lions twice. Last season, they gave up the most fantasy points per game, two quarterbacks, at least 22 points per game. You know, he's going to get the Raiders. I think they're going to be terrible defensively. I don't think the Cardinals are going to be a top 15, top 20 defense. I think Justin Fields with D.J. Moore, Uh, with Mooney now as a number two. We'll see what they do with Chase Claypool because they're pissed off at Chase Claypool. Uh, The offensive line hasn't been very good in Chicago. The run game is what it is. I think Justin Fields throws 20 to 21 touchdown passes. I think that's the floor. I actually went under on Daniel Jones, man. You look at the defenses he's going to face. He's got to see the Cowboys' defense twice. He's got to see the Commanders' defense twice. I think the Commanders are going to be much improved on the defensive side of the ball, and they were pretty good last year. You have guys like Chase Young, playing for a contract this season you get philadelphia twice that's that's got tough schedule and look at daniel jones stats as numbers last year i know it was a breakout career year and i know they paid him but he only threw for 300 yards against two teams all season long mm-hmm. the vikings twice once in the playoffs and the commanders so i went under on daniel jones i went over on justin fields and i'm with you man i'd probably lean under on desmond ritter Because the run game and because Kyle Pitts just doesn't seem to be like this, like uh, Jimmy Graham in 2012 type tight end that I want him to be.
0: Yeah, but let's see what happens when Kyle Pitts has a quarterback throwing him the football consistently, whether it's Desmond Ritter or anybody else. It's funny, though, when you talk about, like, great defenses and the commanders and Daniel Jones, the problem is Daniel Jones plays like a pro bowler every time he he sees Washington. I don't know what it is, but, like, that's how this works. So you talk about a 300-yard game. Every single time he sees my damn commanders, he looks like a Pro Bowl quarterback. It's one of the most obnoxious, just frustrating things that can happen is watching Daniel Jones turn the ball over against everybody else and look incapable at quarterback. I know last year was better, but then always against the commanders. He just always plays better. I don't know what it is. It's like Aaron Rodgers owning the Bears, right? He owns a lot of teams, but he owns yeah. the, just, there's some guys against certain teams. I don't, I don't know He's what such- it is. All right, Russell...
1: Oh, last thing I had, he's just a weird quarterback, man. Like, look at, if you want to see something really interesting, look at his home and road splits. He's a better quarterback on the road than he is at home. I don't remember that ever being yep. the case for any quarterback in league history. And, and one last thing I wanted to say about Daniel Jones, I know the number's really low, seventeen and a half. I feel like they're almost trying to trap me into that number because they bring in mm-hmm. Darren Waller. Is Darren Waller going to be healthy for 17 games? Like, he just didn't look himself last year. Um, so, yeah, under on Daniel Jones, over on Justin Fields.
0: Yeah, an interesting one, too. And you know how I feel about Russell Wilson. As obnoxious as he is, I think he's going to have a good year this year. I think I'd go over the 24.5. Now, it's minus 115 over, minus 105 to the under. Uh, But you just, last year, you have to throw out. 24.5 is a very reasonable number for somebody that's now going to have an actual offense and a head coach that will understand what to do in the red zone. Like just, I don't know, basic offensive functions in the red zone. I'm not even talking top five, top ten team in the red zone. I'm talking about not being by far the worst team in the red zone that we've ever seen in the history of the NFL. That's what they looked like last year. So at 24-and-a-half, I really like the over on Russell Wilson's touchdowns because, look, what were we talking about before he got there? The Broncos are a quarterback away. They got young weapons at receiver. They've got a great team. Like they just need a quarterback. They also just turned out needed a head coach. They got Sean Payton. They got their guy. The quarterback whisperer. We know what he was able to do with Drew Brees. And I think he could do something similar. It won't max out what they can do the first year. But we're going to see a really improved Russell Wilson. And over 24 and a half is a very, very reasonable way to go.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's scary because of how he's looked the last two years. But two years ago in Seattle, he was injured. He was playing with an injured throwing hand on a bad Seattle team. Last year, it was a mess. I blame a lot of that on Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, You look at the skill position players. You look at the wide receiver room. Really talented. You bring in Sean Payton. I would go over on the touchdown passes. Like, if Denver wins 10 to 11 games, I think Sean Payton could be coach of the year. That price is 11 to 1. I'm kind of done with the Russell Wilson MVP tickets, Uh, even though he's never had the vote. I tried to make the case for him last year. Obviously, it didn't happen, even in Denver. So, uh, I'm going to stay away, but I would go over 24 and a half touchdown passes. Uh, with Russell Wilson, with Sean Payton taking over that job, I'm with you, man. I think he has a bounce back year.
0: Yeah, and it's just it's funny because like the the ceiling is so low compared to where it was last year that you're right. Yeah. Coach of the year for Sean Payton's not a bad like they're not going to win that division. I mean, barring a bunch of injuries, like they're not going to do that. But if they're a wild card team, I mean, that's enough to be able to look at what happened last year. Sometimes it's just about what happened last year, and a new coach steps in and completely flips things, does a 180, whatever you want to say about it. And that's enough to get all the votes. So, yeah. it'll be – i I'm really I'm, – I'm high on the Broncos this year. Get it? High on the Broncos, yeah, high. see what I did there? Ah, yeah. Ah. I did like that. I did like that a lot. I mean, if they
1: average over 20 points a game, we might be close to the year, you
0: know? All right, we're going to look at some more quarterback props, some passing yard props out there as well. It's BetMGM the night.